This is the Everyday AI Show, the everyday podcast where we simplify AI and bring its power to your fingertips. Listen daily for practical advice to boost your career, business, and everyday life. If you want better AI images and better AI videos, sometimes you gotta roll the dice and play the probability game. But don't worry, you don't have to do it blindly. We have an expert today that's gonna share his secrets and hopefully allow us all to get better AI images and video. So what's going on, y'all? My name is Jordan Wilson, and I'm the host of Everyday AI. So we're a daily live stream, podcast, and free daily newsletter helping everyday people learn and leverage generative AI. So if you are joining us on the podcast, we appreciate that. Make sure to check your show notes. Today is going to be one of those shows that's a little more visual. So you might want to check out the show notes and watch the video. I think we're all going to learn a lot. If you're joining us on the live stream, thank you. We appreciate that. Uh, I'm David joining us and Tara joining us from Nashville. Uh, Thank you. Um, So before we get in and we're going to walk everyone through it, I think today's going to be a very fun, visual and interactive episode. But before we get there, let's start as we do with the AI news. And as a reminder, you can always go to youreverydayai.com and sign up for that free daily newsletter. Unlike the other guys, we're actually written by humans. I'm a human. I write the newsletter. So I'm a human now and I'm going to read the news. All right. So here's what you need to know for AI news. Uh, so Meta's Llama 3 is reportedly in the works. So Meta is set to release an open source language model, Llama 3. Um, And Llama 3 is designed to be more responsive to users and provide context for difficult topics rather than blocking queries. It'll also have the ability to differentiate between words and sensitive or harmless meanings depending on context. Uh, And then Llama 3 is estimated to have more than double the parameters of its predecessor, Llama 2. All right, our next piece of AI news. Speaking of AI images, so Google CEO Sundar Pichai has publicly apologized to employees for the Gemini AI image debacle. Uh, So Google CEO Sundar Pichai has issued the apology for the release of the company's artificial intelligence tool, Gemini, after facing backlash for its bias and sometimes offensive results. So the tool was meant to create diverse images with the built-in Imagine 2 image model, but instead produce images of, as an example, America's founding fathers as Black, the Pope as a woman, and other historically inaccurate and sometimes uh, biased images. Uh, Google has also announced that it's planning to relaunch the AI generator in a few weeks. All right, our last piece of AI news, at least for the podcast here, uh, did the New York Times hack OpenAI? Well, that's what OpenAI is alleging. So in a new filing, OpenAI has accused the New York Times of quote unquote hacking their products by using deceptive prompts to generate copies of the New York Times articles in violation of their terms of service. The New York Times had filed a lawsuit against OpenAI for copyright infringement, showcasing how OpenAI's GPT models can produce verbatim copies of their content. But OpenAI uh, did claim that hacking was a rare error in their system's learning process, which could be addressed. Uh, The New York Times obviously has been arguing uh, that their actions were merely a search for evidence of copyrighted content within the AI models. And there is an ongoing debate uh, between OpenAI and the New York Times 
regarding the use of manipulated prompts in uh, using copyrighted um, copy. So uh, super interesting. If, if you're interested in that, I actually had a full like one hour, very deep dive. Um, I don't know anyone else that uh, went in as deep as I did. Uh, so I'll make sure to uh, leave that in the show notes so you can go uh, take, take a look. But uh, there's always more. So make sure to go to youreverydayai.com and sign up for that free daily newsletter. Uh, all right, I'm excited. We're not going to talk about AI news all day. Uh, we're going to talk now about how you can improve your AI visuals, right? So if you've ever used uh, an AI image tool like Midjourney or uh, an, AI, an AI video tool like Runway or Pika Labs, you know, maybe you got great results. Maybe you didn't. Uh, but our guest today is going to help us hopefully get much better results. All right, so let's go ahead and bring to the show. There we go. We got him. Got him live here. So, uh, TNU, a visual artist and founder of TYAI. TNU, thank you for joining the show. Hi, Jordan. Hi, everyone. Thank you very much. Uh, this right. is Tianyu from based in Singapore. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah. Very good morning for me. It's it's a good evening uh, in in Singapore there. So thanks for joining us halfway uh, across the globe, TNU. But uh, maybe tell us a little bit about what you do as a visual artist and founder of uh, TYAI. Yeah, actually, my background is quite far away from an artist. I, I'm I don't I won't call myself an artist even now. <laughs> so I have a background in market research, uh, social media analytics, and advertising sales. Um, so I ventured into generative AI. I, Almost at this time last year, um, and it's very addictive. It's very addictive to me personally, and especially uh, when you create the visuals and videos uh, and chatting to ChatGPT. Uh, last year, I consulted in uh, market research, data analytics, and uh, uh, content production, of course, with the help of AI. And only until the end of last year, I discovered that uh, well, education should be my focus because eventually. Uh, generative AI will reach everyone, and it's an essential skill for anyone to uh, to be successful in the future work workplace. That's that's so important because I think TNU there's there's a misconception, right? Because uh, a lot of people think, oh, generative AI is is not for me. Uh, but I don't think you know my personal take is you, you don't really have an option, right? So whether it's in you know two months or two years, I think the average person, even if you're not a creator or marketer or you know a visual artist, you're going to be using you know some sort of generative AI tool. Uh, is that kind of like your your thought on it? Is that kind of where you see things going? Um, yes, yeah, that's that's my view as well. Um, and I know it's, it can sound quite, it can sound very, you know, it, it, it can sound very complex, if you, especially when you hear the term prompt engineering. There's prompt and there's engineering. It doesn't sound like something that everyone will do. But actually, it's just the, it's just communication. It's just a way to communicate with uh, AI models. You're used to communicating with people, with humans, and now we are communicating with AI models. Um, that. Uh, in that way, I think eventually everyone, um, everyone actually has the potential to be a good prompt engineer, and everyone should be uh, uh, ready to learn them to learn these skills. Absolutely. So, so I'm 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 curious. How did you transition from from market research to now you're putting out you know very fascinating and, and great. Uh, visual content. And we'll be sharing that in the newsletter as well. So you can go look at a lot of his work. But how did you make that transition, you know, from market research to, you know, now all of a sudden you're putting out amazing and educational uh, content on uh, it, on AI visuals? Yeah, this is a great question. And I, 
you know, even if I'm doing the, the AI visuals, my methodology is still like a market researcher. So I, I study the statistics. I study the, how the models are, are built. And then I look for the areas where the models are particularly good at. And then I take an analytical approach to uh, when, when I design the prompt and eventually um, optimize the prompt. So, so whatever I'm doing like in the past 12 months has have actually uh, actually have a strong connection to my past experiences. And, and, you know, I'm curious, how did you, you know, get to the point where you are breaking it down at such an analytical level? Because I feel a lot of people with, with AI visuals, you know, they'll just go in there, you know, play around, try it once or twice. And, you know, then they kind of give up and they're like, all right, well, you know, it's okay, but maybe I'll just wait for the technology to get better. So how did you really push yourself to, you know, go in and, and really just break this down, you know, like a, like a market researcher? Like, how did it get to that point? Um, it's very, it's very exciting as a, as a market researcher, it's like a complete new field for you to, to venture into. And, uh, you, um, and there's no manual for that. There's no, uh, even if you look at the doc- official official documentation from OpenAI, from Midjourney, from the other models, there's no uh, there's no manual for you to that teaches you to do to to talk to the model step by step. So you the only way to learn is to experiment. And I I start with the very fundamentals. I start with the very basic prompts and eventually build up all the uh, all the variables and all the uh, and all the complex uh, complex prompts and structures. So I yeah I just start from the very basics. Mm. Um, I think that's the. Uh, I think that's the way to 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 talk to almost every large language model or image model. Mm. Yeah, that's that that's hitting me right there, right? Like I had a whole uh, episode yesterday, you know, kind of recapping everything about ChatGPT, and I think that's that's a perfect explanation. Is is you should always start very simple with, with natural language and, and kind of see your results and, and go from there. So um, I'm curious, uh, Tian, you like how many, right? Like when we talk about generations and, and we'll talk through that process of what that means, but, you know, on average, you know, did you start by doing, you know, two generations and now are you up to like 10, 20, 50? I mean, in general, when you're trying to get that perfect, you know, maybe AI video out of, you know, Pika Labs or something like that, how many generations are you sometimes doing? Um, it depends on it depends on model, depends on the subject. So if um, I, I post a lot of things about cats because because it's really easy to do and uh, and uh, I own, I just need to generate a few um, a few images of the cat of a certain style, then it is good enough for me to showcase uh, different art styles or different um, different. Uh, different things you can do with DALI or with other models. Um, but there are more complex uh, topics. So for example, if uh, if the model is not well-trained on uh, a subject, for example, Midjourney, um, before V6, Midjourney was unable to create mermaids or uh, scorpion. So maybe you need to try 100 times to get a scorpion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in that, in that case, you will need more iterations. Um, for for video for the video model, it, it, it also depends on the subject. Um, some of the subjects are quite easy. For example, um, runway and the Pika are both very good at the the natural things. Uh, for example, the water, moving water, um, waterfall, anything with water 
you just you just need to create one or two videos and then they, they will be almost perfect mm. but if you want to create something different um if you have an image for example i have a cat um i, I, I always use the cat so i have the cat uh kayaking on the white water um that could that could be difficult that that could take more more tries maybe it will take 20 30 tries to get one video right you know it's it's funny because uh you know if you're listening on the podcast i'm kind of laughing same thing for me because like e- even the original like ai image generators like i did like cats too like i i was trying to you know hey shout out my cat rocky right i was trying to generate pictures of him yeah some about cats is just like you know fun uh so a, a question here from uh, from monica so thanks for this question so asking can you explain a little bit more in depth on what generations are yeah we should probably explain some of this terminology but yeah what's a, a, a generation and you know when you're talking about doing them over and over does that just mean that you're running the same prompt over and over or are you tweaking things each time so talk a little bit more about what it means to you know go through another generation yeah sure this is a great question so uh in the in generative ai a generation just simply means a generation of an image or generation of um of a video um we tend to use we we, we don't tend to use create a video because you don't actually create the video you generate the video generate the image with the model um yeah and 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 then sorry what's your question again oh no that was perfect just just explaining those because i i think a lot of people maybe you know on our show are you know using large language models a lot more some people might be using you know mid-journey or something like that so i think it's important that we just kind of talk about you know what what these models even are and what they do right because um yeah you know and, and maybe it's just good to explain to the audience so you have your you know your ai image generators where you can put in either a, a text or a photo and get a photo on the back end so you know photos like uh, mid journey and dolly and you know kind of what we're talking about here a little bit more is you know these ai video uh you know companies uh, like like runway and in pika labs where you can either put in text and get video or put in uh photos and get video uh so i'm 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 curious uh, Tianyu, like what's been your uh kind of best process like do you use photos to get videos do you use text to get videos do you sometimes test uh, to, to do both and see which one's better. What's kind of been your, your best approach for generating uh, videos in terms of what you start with? Um, I, I first tried the, so there are only two ways to generate a video. Uh, one is text to video, which is uh, very similar to how you interact with chat GPT or mid journey. So basically you put a description, the prompt, and then the video, like, Typically, it's about three seconds or four second video will come out based on the prompt. That works on uh, stable, stable diffusion video, Pika or Runway. So these are the leading models before Sora. So when Sora comes out, everything changed. Everything changed, right? <laughs> so we are, we are still talking. So I'm I'm still talking about uh, some um, some common practices I do when. Uh, uh, for uh, for in in the models like runway or or pickup so i i discovered that text to video is not that robust um it's it's okay if you just create a short video or, or a few short videos and you can combine them and and make a short a very extremely short film um out of the text to video models but uh, the consistency is always a challenge when I say consistency, I mean the consistency of the characters. 
For example, if you have a video of you can use a text prompt to create a cat uh, kayaking on white water, and then you need to create another. It's only four seconds, so each generation you you only have four a four second clip. Then you then to make a longer video, you need to generate another one, and then you your prompt you put in the prompt a white cat uh, kayaking on the on the on white water in front of the waterfall. And then you might get a completely different white cat from from the uh, from the first video. So in that way, it's almost impossible to make anything consistent.、Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I I I I do I do not use the text to video methodology.、Um, what I what I what I always do is to create uh, uh, all the it's like building a storyboard. So I create all the images with Dali or with other models、uh, with. Uh, somewhat consistent character first, and then、um, I upload the images to Pika or to Runway and animate every single image,、uh, making them a four-second or eight-second video, and then combine them so that they they look more like a、uh, a consistent mini film. Yeah, no, it's yeah, that's that's a good point. It's something to you know point out there to you. Like, yeah, like you know, we talked about OpenAI Sora. Uh, that you can, you know, put in a text prompt and get up to a minute of video, right? And then you don't even have to do these multiple generations because it generates、yeah. multiple scenes together. But you know, the majority of of people out there do not have access to that yet.、Uh, to that yet. So you know, we are all having to go through a similar process、uh, that that you're laying out here. So maybe what we can do is is kind of walk. Uh, our our live stream audience through this and maybe show them a little bit of what you're talking about. And again, if you're listening on the podcast, we'll do our best to、uh, to, to talk you through this a little bit. But you might want to check out the show notes and come、uh, come watch this. So let's go ahead and、uh, Tianyu, maybe you can walk us through here.、Um, you know, so we have Pika Labs open, right? And we're going to be generating、uh, a four second video. Uh, so let's yeah maybe just go ahead and, and walk us through what you're doing here and then we can talk a little bit about your methodology. Yeah, sure.、Uh, so right now I'm in Pika. Pika is、uh, yeah. So Pika, you,、uh, within Pika you can do the、uh, the the text to video or image to video. And here I have uploaded an image of a, a white cat kayaking the white water.、Um, so I'm so here. We are going to make.、Um, we are going to animate this image, making it into a three-second video.、Um, but we have no clue that which direction this image,、uh, this video can go. So it's so at the the beginning of the process is very similar to rolling the dice. So it basically it means that you need to、uh, you need to try every direction. You, you need to you need to try every parameter、um, to see which one actually work well.、Um, so. Pika has a very good camera control feature. Means so you can, or means that you can.、Uh, there's a virtual camera that you、um, you can control the direction of the camera, so that the image will move as a video. The the image will move、uh, according to the camera movement. So for example, right now I'm at pan pan left and pan right.、Uh, each time when I roll the dice. Um, I te- I try to just roll,、uh, just just choose one direction, just use one um one 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 variable,、uh, because it's easier to optimize in the future. Um, so let's try pan right, and then you can also control the strength of motion. Um, typically the the so the 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 lowest motion is zero and the highest is four, but 
uh, normally, based on my experience, the higher strength of motion never work. So I only choose, let's choose one, strength of motion as one. And then that's it, then we can generate the video. So that is only one video we never, you never know, right? You never know whether it's gonna work. So, uh, and and then, then we should try the next the, the next parameter. How, how about pan left? So we can do the same, everything remains the same, but the only variable is pan left. And then we create a, the, another video. So the same thing works for tilt, tilt up and tilt down. All right, so I'll, I'll give a little bit of background here. So if you're used to maybe using something like ChatGPT, uh, you, you know, sometimes you have to wait, right? Uh, but with, you know, Pika Labs and a lot of the other AI video generators. So what Tianyu is doing is, you know, he's able to, you know, generate maybe four, five, 10 at a time. And you kind of have to wait for them in the background, right? So uh, these different generations, kind of his, his rolling of the dice, they're all kind of slowly loading one by one. And then we'll be able to see, you know, which of these directions um, that, that he kind of, uh, put in there, which is going to work best for this specific photo. Uh, so one, one thing that, uh, you, you know, I'm curious about is, you know, you said that you always start with, you know, like a one motion, because if you go much higher, you know, it, it might not work very well. And you also kind of first test, um, you know, different directions. Um, I guess, is, is that the best way uh, for, for people to go? Or maybe should they, you know, as an example, oh, let's test, you know, camera right at one, camera right at two, and camera right at three, right? Like, I guess, how did you come and in, in, in get to that this is the best way to start the process? Okay, we can, um, since we are doing the live demo, we can, I can show you uh, <laughs> what, <laughs> Do it. Uh, how will the different strength of motion look like? So we do pan right with a motion. Uh, let's do the extreme one. Let's do uh, pan right with a strength of motion of four, which is the fastest. Let's do the fast and furious. Um, yeah, and see how it works. All right, great. So our our original, uh, the original ones that you did with the different areas of motion, all okay. uh, with the one, it looks like they're done. So yeah, let's let's walk us through and kind of uh, show us how you can uh, decide what's good and what's not. Okay, so we already have pan right. Mm. So the first one is pan right. It seems it seems okay, right? It seems okay because because the because the kayak is moving from the left to the right, and if your camera moves towards the right, mm. uh, it seems like the nat a natural movement. Mm. And uh, yeah, and I think this one is all right. How about pan left? Okay, so pan left. Do you see the problem? Mm. If you do the pan left. The water also moves to the left, <laughs> yeah. so that's the that's the uh, that's that, that goes the opposite direction. Yeah, looks uh, so very, yeah, doesn't... that one looks very uh, unnatural. Looks a little yeah. wild, right? Yeah, this one doesn't work. And um, how about this one? This one is tilt. I think this is great. This is one. This one is tilt up, mm. and it's sh it's showing the kayak going up, going up and down. Um, yeah, I think this direction also works quite well. And the next one is. Um, down. Yeah, that um, one looks a little weird. It looks like something ominous is about to happen to the poor cat kayaking. Yeah, the cat is gonna. The cat is talking. Maybe we can do the lip sync to the cat. <laughs> oh yeah, I see that. Interesting. Yeah, that's so. So that's important to talk about, right? So with 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 some of these, 
you know, uh, you know, uh, video generators, you don't have always a ton of control over the actual movements, right? So in that instance, the cat was actually just moving uh, its mouth, where in the other instances, it wasn't, right? So, yeah, you know, I guess, have you found a way, um, you know, aside from, and we can talk about, you know, maybe runway in their, you know, multi-motion brush, right? But is there any other way to to get that consistency? Or is it just, man, you just got to keep, keep doing generations until you get it exactly right? Um. Yeah. Sorry. Before I answer your question, I want to show you this. Mm-hmm. Um. This is a speed of four. The 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 strength of motion is four, and you can see that it's totally off. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, a so wave. The, yeah. A wave crashing the uh the, the white cat on the kayak. Yeah. A wave crashing him. Mouth is going. Mouth is going crazy. Right. Yeah. Probably something you would never use there. Yeah. And the cat can turn into a complete complete different animal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so okay. essentially the higher we we crank the motion there, in general, at least how the technology is now, probably the less usable something becomes. Yeah. So uh based on our seven or eight experiments here, we can see that uh this one tilt up seems to be the best direct best the best movement, the best direction for for this image. So then what we can, what I will do next is to, if I'm a perfectionist, I can continue generate the same, um, the, the same, I can continue generate the, the videos with the same setting, uh, multiple times, maybe 10 times, uh, just to, just to get a perfect, uh, just to get a, a perfect video. Or I can add four seconds, for example, I can, um, extend the video for, uh, to make it eight seconds, or I can make other, I can edit. Right, I can uh, change the region, change different parts of the video to make it more interesting. Yeah, so in in that sense, it so rolling the dice is not just to roll the dice once, but after rolling the dice, you find uh, the right direction, then you double down on that direction, then optimize your prompt, uh, moving, and and then you continue roll the dice. Um, mm-hmm. So that's the it's a it's a it's a chain of the activities. Mm. And uh. I love this. And, and, you know, uh, Juan, thanks for this comment saying the same thing. Love the hands-on and visual with these real life examples. Uh, a couple, a couple of questions here, um, you, you know, from, uh, from, from Tara, a great question here. And let's just go ahead and we'll go back to here. There we go. So Tara asking, uh, could you please share your strategies for organizing your media outputs? Specifically, I'm interested in how you utilize tagging or memory aids to streamline your process for future projects? That's a great question because yeah, if you're doing, you know, you know, dozens of generations, maybe for the same clip, uh, how do you, how do you keep that organized? Um, that's a great question. I'm, um, I'm, I'm terrible at doing this. <laughs> I, I organize them based on projects. So I have different folders for different, uh, different visual projects. And I also collect all the important prompts, um, for all the custom instructions for ChatGPT, I collect all of them uh, so that I can reuse them in the future. Mm. Uh, another another good question here from Cecilia. So, and you know, I'm not even sure of this one. So maybe maybe I'll be learning something. So uh, Cecilia asking, can you ask you know these these different uh, AI uh, videos for a storyline after you create the video, or do you retain your creative rights? Yeah. So like after you get that short one. Do you, you know, can you go in there and then use a text prompt or do you just kind of keep doing what you did and, you know, keep adding on four seconds? 
Hey, this is Jordan, the host of Everyday AI. I've spent more than a thousand hours inside ChatGPT and I'm sharing all of my secrets in our free Prime Prompt Polish ChatGPT course that's only available to loyal listeners like you. Here's what Lindy, who works as an educational consultant, said about the PPP course. I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting the results from ChatGPT that I needed and wanted. And after taking the PPP course, I now realize that I was not priming correctly. So I will be heading back into ChatGPT right now to practice my priming, prompting, and polishing. Everyone's prompting wrong, and the PPP course fixes that. If you want access, go to podppp.com. Again, that's podppp.com. Sign up for the free course and start putting ChatGPT to work for you. Um, so I think there are two parts of the question. The first one is, do you, how, if, if you want to, con if you want to, uh, continue the story and you can keep, you can continue to add on four seconds for, um, um, but you can only add on a few, uh, but you can only add, add on uh, a few times, a few instances, maybe add up to 16 seconds. So eventually you still need to create multiple clips from different images or different text prompts and making them to make them into a, a full film. Um, then in terms of the creative rights, it depends on the platforms. Um, um, it, it, so for example, for me, Jenny, uh, there are certain tiers that you, you own full rights of the images. For Dali, uh, I think Dali has a, uh, for, for Dali, as as soon as so the, the users who create Dali images own the rights of the images, um, and then uh, for the other image creation tools or video tools, it all depends on their uh, terms of use. Mm. Yeah, and that's important to read those terms because they're always changing. Yeah. And sometimes, and I've talked about this on the show before, sometimes they're a bit. Uh, confusing or perplexing, right? Uh, you know, passing off, you know, all sometimes passing off all liability to the end user. So that's great, great, uh, you know, great piece of advice there, um, you know, to always read those terms. All right. So another great question here from Yogesh, uh, former guest on the show. How, how, how are you doing, Yogesh? So uh, asking, have you found a way to create images with text embedded? Yes. Uh, what's what's the best way to do this, uh, TNU, or is there not a great yeah. way? Yeah, this is a great question for the rolling the dice approach because uh, none of the none of the image models are very good at uh, embedding the text into the into the image. None of them because they are not trained to do, to do this. Um, but if you are lucky on Dali, on Mid Journey, uh, even on Google's Gemini, Gemini, you can uh, embed the you can generate images with text uh, with simple text, simple. Um, like less than five words, then uh, if, if, most, if, if you generate less than five words, you can get everything right within uh, like three to four tries. Yeah. So if you try multiple times, like if you try 10 times, for sure you will get one satisfactory image with uh, the text, less than five words with the text properly displayed. Yeah, yeah, I, it's a, uh... It's almost like a, a painful process, right? Be, especially yeah. with the text, because you know you get it so close, and then you're like, "Oh, just got to keep, you know, keep generating and regenerating until you get it." I'm curious. I haven't tried this. Like, have you tried uh, doing a, uh, you know, something like Yogesh was asking there? You know, something with text, but then creating a video afterwards. So if you get a good, you know, um, image 
that has text on it and then trying to create a video. I haven't tried that. I'm curious if you've tried it and if it, if it yeah. works at all. Yeah, it works. Um, it works. Uh, it depends on it also. So it's easier to create text on the images than to animate the the the, the animate the image with a video tool mm-hmm. um, because the some of the video models um, tend to have very limited um, uh, very very limited very limited fonts. So for example, I have I can uh, I have uh, I have some something like a welcome written on the cloud. Uh, this this photo uh, this image is generated with Dali, and then that word looks like the shape of the cloud. And then I can uh, then I upload the image to Runway. Um, then easily this uh, this 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 these words the the word welcome can turn into uh, well the same word welcome but in the font of Arial or, <laughs> or in the normal font that you can find in the in the word document. So that's the that's the limitation there. Yeah, and so you know, I'm curious. Like, and we'll we'll make sure to share maybe uh, you know your, your your favorite project in the newsletter. So everyone listen and make sure to check the newsletter out. Uh, sign up at youreverydayai.com. But I'm curious, Yan, you like what is the most time or the most like generations that you've uh, spent on a single project, and then maybe you, you know talk a little bit about that project. Um, I, I, I spent a lot of time at the beginning, uh, when I first used, uh, generative AI, when I first used, uh, yeah, when I first used Meet Journey, uh, I spent a lot of time trying different directions and I, I, I was on my phone all the time on Discord, uh, <laughs> but, in, but then after, after a few months, I figured out, uh, some, uh, the, uh, the methodology and uh, I began to be more efficient. So I rarely spent more more time um on any single project um yeah so i i i, I don't really see um, anything that will be too time consuming yeah so maybe yeah so maybe i can tell me tell you about a bit about yeah about the, uh the the a video that i was making uh in the uh, at the beginning of this year uh, so i wanted to make a five minute mini film uh, based on some C- CGI character of the cats in the store with a story, and that took me a yeah that that actually took me some uh, some time uh, because um, to make a proper film with proper a proper story, you need a lot of scenes and a lot of different characters, and the the limitation of the AI model is that it's it can be trained with a lot of data, a lot of um, image data from everywhere, but it may not cover everything. So some of the scenes will be almost impossible to create. Then you have to change the story. You have to uh, <laughs> you have to change the story based on what images you can create. That's uh, <laughs> that's the time consuming part. That's a good yeah. Yeah, that's the thing with generative AI, right? Like sometimes you think you're gonna get something consistent and you know, another video that can work really well with the other videos, and then it's gonna spit out something completely random that you can't even work with, right? Uh yeah. so so Tanya, like we've we've talked a lot. We've we have we have uh you know talked about uh some of your processes, we we've showed the audience live, you know, how to kind of roll the dice and work with these different generations. But you know, as we wrap up here, what is your best piece of advice 
um, for, for people out there. Maybe they're new uh, to these AI video programs, or maybe they're just really struggling to, to get good results. Um, what is, you know, kind of like, especially based on, on your methodology, uh, right, of, of kind of rolling the dice, what's your best piece of, you know, uh, advice for everyone to improve uh, their outputs? Uh, I think there's one shortcut that we can that we can all follow. Basically, for any image model or for any video model, you just look at the successful images that people that other people create, or you look at their marketing video, and then based on the marketing video, you will know what kind of categories, what image categories, what video categories are easier to create. Mm-hmm. Um, then you can then you just double down your efforts into this category that you have a high, much higher chance of success in uh, if you just focus on the ones that other people already prove that, uh, prove their success. That's, that's great. And, you know, I think this is important because this allows, and, and I guess one more question, right? So I think this allows everyone to, to, to be more creative, right? Because I think a lot of times when people hear about these tools, mid-journey, runway, et cetera, they're like, okay, well, that's not my background. And I think, uh, you know, you just gave a great example, you know, going from someone in, in market research to now, you know, you're, you're a visual artist. So, so maybe one last question is, is what ways might you recommend, you know, other people if, if, if they find this, you know, technology fascinating, but what are just some good ways that people can, can use this, you know, across their, you know, businesses or, you know, personal projects? Um, I think the best way is just to get started. Just start with baby steps and start talking to ChatGPT, start creating images, um, start with very simple prompts um, and then uh, build up, uh, build up your process little by little. That's great. Yeah. I mean, you have, you have to start small and you have to go step by step. Well, uh, Tian Yu, thank you so much for joining the Everyday AI Show and telling us all and teaching us all how to roll the dice for better AI visuals. We very much appreciate your time. You're welcome. And thank you so much for your time. All right. And hey, as a reminder, y'all, we're going to be sharing some of his best examples. If you want to watch the video, maybe if you're listening on the podcast, make sure to go to youreverydayai.com, sign up for the free daily newsletter. If this episode was valuable, please consider sharing it or sharing it with a friend. Leave us a rating. But we hope to see you back tomorrow and every day for more Everyday AI. Thanks, y'all. And that's a wrap for today's edition of Everyday AI. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a rating. It helps keep us going. For a little more AI magic, visit youreverydayai.com and sign up to our daily newsletter so you don't get left behind. Go break some barriers and we'll see you next time.